Hello and welcome to Stolen Threads Podcast, episode number 116. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And uh, we come to you uh, kind of punchy. Again. <laughs> We've decided to make this a drinking show, this episode, this episode only. So if you ever hear any of us gurgling, it's because we're drinking. You you will figure out what we're drinking from, and you can join <laughs> us. Well, there's going to be a serious edit. Okay, uh, <laughs> You'll keep first it First off, in. I'd you like to that. say hi to our sponsors, uh, trekradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. And even though they're not officially one of our sponsors, I, I, I'm... I feel like we're close enough with them now that I'd like to give a shout-out to SaltLakeComicCon.com. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you really should. Uh, they've just announced William Shatner will be there, and Ray Park as well. It seems every day more and more people are going to be there. Uh, you can check them out at SaltLakeComicCon.com. Tickets are really reasonable. You can get an entire package. It comes with shirts, comes with a swag bag for the entire thing, or just for individual days. If you're in the Salt Lake area, if you're in the Intermountain area, you should definitely do it. Uh, first weekend of September down at the Southtown Expo Center. This Again, is going to be huge. It's going to be it's going to be freaking awesome. We're going to be we'll there. be there. How could it not be huge with us there? Exactly. They should yeah. just call it like the Stolen Droids Comic Con. Stolen Droids Con. No, because then all these people who are looking for their stolen phones phones will show up. That's right. Well, people, we might get lots of stormtroopers though. Uh, but you know, we won't boys. get a single Apple user there. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you guys on BlackBerry now? <laughs> We're also brought to you this week by GoToMeeting. You know, I actually had a chance this week to use a lot of GoToMeeting. Uh, we we're uh, implementing a new system at work, and our vendor who's selling it to us used GoToMeeting, and this way we were able to, even though he's on another side of the world. He was able to help us install this new system. We were able to get it work set up. It was like he was right next to me. Things that would have taken hours and days and probably months to fully integrate, he had done for us in one day. And it was all because we were able to share screens, share control, and really work like we were right there in the same room. This is what we mean when we're telling you that, you know, this way you can actually kind of see the person you're working with and work closer with them. Uh, with this, with GoToMeeting by Citrix, your team is just a click away. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are or when you are. You can all share the same screen, collaborate at the same time. We really want you to try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For the special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button and use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, you have to use the promo code PODCAST. GoToMeeting, meeting is believing. Okay, we have some feedback. Yay! Yay! Yay. Well, it's kind of feedback. Um, it... <laughs> I, I say that every week. Will someone just give us actual <laughs> feedback? <laughs> we can take it. Honestly, hey. we can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll get some feedback after that gargling we just heard. That um, was awesome, uh, and you know it. Ruff sent us a link uh, <laughs> saying, I have no idea why Chewie is using a lightsaber. Um, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, was stopped by airport security for an interesting cane he has. He a lightsaber. Has a lightsaber cane. Somebody yes. made it for him. The TSA stopped him. Yeah, the TSA stopped him in Denver um, because uh, it's a cane shaped like a weapon. Never mind the fact it's a fictional weapon. But it wasn't uh, because it's an actual cane, it's not one of those plastic things. It, he he got it off the Jedi that he killed. 
Isn't that the Isn't that the lore? If you kill a Jedi, you get their lightsaber. <laughs> For those of They're you who don't copy. know, basically, he because of how tall he is, he actually has some ar- major arthritis in his knees, and he needs to use the cane to walk. And that's the biggest reason he has a cane. And, and a fan was nice enough to make him this cane that is shaped like a lightsaber. I've seen it before in person. It's actually really, really cool. And because it is an actual cane and not just a toy, it is kind of heavy. And that's why they, they took it took a look at it. Now, I'm sure if it looked like a bowcaster, they may have kept him a little bit longer. <laughs> What's interesting is that he got it back by tweeting out that they were taking his cane away. And apparently enough people responded on Twitter to the, uh, to the airlines that the airlines ran out and saved him. You know, it's... It, Never mind. I, I'm going to go off on a rant here, and it's probably too early in the show for that. But we're we're glad Lucas we're Ray. glad that Chewie got his cane back. Yeah, Lu- Lucas had nothing to do with this, owner. What's going no, on? It's, <laughs> no, it's, I'm it's not that. I'm sorry, Peter. I have to take it. That's licensed merchandise now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You didn't get any royalties for Disney's that. Disney's going to sue him. <laughs> I've retconned it now, so Chewie was there the entire time. I couldn't do that originally with my special effects. Um, <laughs> I do a horrible Lucas, I'm sorry. Uh, Calm down, Zutter. <laughs> the next bit of feedback, also a link from Ruff, um, says you guys are probably all over this, Drool included, but he provides a link. Uh, and I'll give you what his actual comment was on it. But It was a link to the new iOS 7, and yes, we are all over it. It was actually our very first headline. So, um... But I thought you guys had already moved over to Windows 8. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Don't feed the trolls, dude. All right, fine. (laughs) I just think um, it's awesome that iOS is finally putting Android on their phones now. I know. So, um, Apple had their, uh, their, their conference where they launched their new iOS and OS X and showed off some new machines, which is all really nice and cool, but everyone really wants to know about iOS 7. I will say this. Dang, that is one pretty OS. And it looks exactly like what would happen if Google decided to make an iPhone. Dun, dun, yep. dun! Um, I, I'm not trying to, to piss off any iOS users out there. Uh, you know who sure you are. are, and that's absolutely... No, I, I'm really not. <laughs> it's a beautiful OS. It really is. But you can't yeah. look at it and go, oh yeah, they came up with this entirely on their own. It is basically what would happen if iOS, Android, and Windows Phone 8 all had a love child. Yeah. Yeah, the, the spacing of all the images and all the icons and everything is very uh, ice cream sandwich it's, it's very, yeah. Um, it, in, in Android, it's called the holo, the holo theme. And it's very distinguishable from from any other theme because of its spacing and its all the, the color shading and things like that. It's it's, it's uncanny how close iOS seven comes to. Now, how soon until Apple, Apple copyrights it and sues Google? Yeah, probably sooner than we think. Uh, they have updated certain things. They have not added widgets or live tiles, but the clock icon and the weather icon actually do now update to sh- to reflect your current conditions. Which is kind of like a live tile. Or kind of like, you know, anything made in the last five years. <laughs> That's not made live by Apple. Notification. In, in truth, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, all you Apple lovers out there, don't get me wrong, it is a beautiful update. It really is. However, unfortunately, it's kind of like, 
It's kind of like when BlackBerry launched uh, their BBOS 10. It is bringing it in line with what is already out there. Strongly, I will say that. It brings it strongly in line. That I would dare say it comes down to, do you want a Galaxy S4? Do you want an HTC One? Do you want uh, a Lumia 928? Or do you want an iPhone 5? And in that way, okay, it's a success. However, even a lot of the Apple fanboys I know um, are looking at going, why is everyone in the audience cheering that they finally decided to do something that everyone else already does? So they <laughs> well, really packed that audience. Isn't that, though, what Samsung has been knocking on Apple for for, like, the last year? Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're just catching up. They're, I've said it before, they're not innovative. Yeah, I would I would dare say that, um, I mean, again, I'm not trying to backtrack or backpedal here. It is a step in the right direction, but it's a step that should have been made years ago. Oh, yeah. And it is kind of making it feel like they are behind the scenes. Now, they also launched their new OS for desktop. OS X, wait for it, Maverick. Maverick! OS X Goose sounded a little bit ridiculous. Well, and it would die, like, halfway through loading it, so... <laughs> but so, um... Evidently, they've decided to switch over to surfing points now. Instead of big cats, Maverick is evidently this huge surfing area off the coast of California or something. Really? I, th- I thought they were just trying to build up their Dallas market or something. I thought it was, like... A, Adventures for a stop, you know. For anyone not, <laughs> that's probably for anyone not in Utah, Maverick is a local uh, chain of gas stations uh, that evidently market themselves like the extreme gas station, where adventurers go to fill up on overpriced gas. Um, <laughs> one of my next thoughts was, uh, oh, oh dear, Halen, this is a Maverick oh, of dear. an operating system. <laughs> <laughs> Your computer will go rogue. <laughs> Is she going to be the next spokesmodel for Apple now? I do believe at that point the zombie of Steve Jobs will come up and kill her. Uh, this, this is plural, plural Maverick, so there will be multiple. There's more than one? <laughs> Why won't you I've, got, I've got four Mac Pros around me. I'm just in a room of Mavericks. Um, what does OX Maver- OSX Maverick bring us? Not much that it shouldn't have. I they mean, have a start a, button. <laughs> yes, they return. They bring the start button back. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, however, they also did launch, and this was kind of surprising, a new Mac Pro. We talked about this months and months and months ago, sometime last year. This, it, yeah, it really it's does. A it's, cylinder. <laughs> it's, it's a cylinder. It's a cylinder. Pointless, but. Now, yeah. gorgeous. Everyone loves cylinders, cylinders. Are gorgeous. Put a dome cylinders and a couple legs on that, and you got R two D two. And is that not gorgeous? Or actually, R two D five because it's a black one. So, Mac two D two. Oh my gosh! Nice. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the puns you're looking for. So anyway, what they. 
if you're not familiar with the Mac Pro, I wouldn't actually blame you because they're typically reserved for enthusiasts or high-end workstations, and they're usually the really, really powerful high-end computers. And Apple, for a couple of years now, hadn't updated the look or the specs of their Mac Pro line. And people were thinking, well, are they going to move away from it? Are they just going to, you know, do, do what they threatened to do and just close off the line? Well, no. Evidently, they worked out something else entirely. The thing is a cylinder. The entire internal board is built around this triangular chimney chute, for lack of a better word. It's called their thermal core. And so it can run almost passively. You're talking dual video cards, high-end SSDs, and a really nice motherboard and RAM. Everything in one case that can run pretty much passively. When it does need to spin up a fan, there's a fan at the top, and it can it, it produces almost no noise. It is quite beautiful. However, that doesn't sound very yeah. user accessible, <laughs> and it's not. It's going to rely on external expansion, which to me sounds kind of stupid. Or expensive. Well, both. Uh, because they are starting to bring out external video cards. So if ever the video cards inside your Mac Pro are obsolete, you can plug into a Thunderbolt port. Wait, wait, a, wait, wait. They don't want you to buy a brand new Mac instead? Well, no. These ones you can't because these ones are stupid expensive. Uh. Um, but so it's really relying on future tech that is unproven. Now, I used to use an iMac. I had a 24-inch iMac, and it was beautiful. It was Core 2 Duo, and it was well-built, and it lasted me for a long time. So the people who buy these things are not going to be buying a brand-new one next year. So Unlike most Mac users. Precisely. So we'll, we'll have to see yeah. how this one shakes out, but it may, it may not last very long. It may be another relic of the, the old Apple G4 Cube. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah, also beautiful, did not last long. So that's our Apple news. Uh, what what Ruff said about it was that my one comment is that there's no way I can fit a phone inside my pocket. It's at least 12 feet tall. The whole push to bigger screens is getting ridiculous. Okay, more serious. Didn't they just add a whole bunch of new Android features? I thought Apple was meant to be innovative and not just copycats. Thank you, Ruff. I concur. And the 12 feet tall, I think that that's just the projection on the screen behind the guy. I don't think they're really 12 feet tall. I would expect Samsung to do that. I4. <laughs> Introducing the new Galaxy Note 12. <laughs> For you NBA players. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. Um... Yeah, oh, by the way, uh, Google is no longer the default search provider for iOS either. It's Bing. Which is still illegal in 14 <laughs> states. Oh. So, yeah, the iPhone is now the best Android phone you can buy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that's kind of surprising that, because, you know, don't Apple and Microsoft, like, have a history of hating each other? So that's interesting. Well, yeah, but Apple would... hates Google more. <laughs> the enemy of the, the enemy, enemy of my, is my friend. Exactly. Exactly. Do you partner up with the guy with fifty-seven percent market share, or the guy with like three? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, in the E3 news, because we had the, that going on this week too. We don't have much, I'll admit, in E3 news. The biggest announcements were more information about the Xbox One and the PS4. Now. The PS4 was launched. It did not look anything like what people were viewing off the renders. It looks kind of interesting. Kind of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey kind of thing. 
going on there. I mean the monolith, not the Jupiter. <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? <laughs> Sony is not making HAL. HAL is an IBM product. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we already knew that the specs were pretty much identical. Really the only difference, and yes, before anyone else were, tries to correct me, the only difference hardware-wise is that the PS4 uses GDDR5 memory, and the Xbox One uses GDDR3. Now, performance-wise, we don't know how they're going to compare, because the Xbox, Xbox One actually uh, splits its hardware into two separate virtual machines, and that's how it's able to switch between apps or a game on one side and an app on the other, or even go picture in pictures, because it's actually two consoles in one bit of hardware. The PlayStation is much more dedicated for gaming. That being said, and I know console fanboys have already been going back and forth like crazy on this, <laughs> if a game company can release a game and it looks the same on both, then guess what? It doesn't matter what the specs are, they're comparable. Really, the only difference, and this came out again this week when they started specifying, and I have to eat my words, because remember, if you guys remember, I said that at E3, Microsoft would drop the other shoe, that there was some bit of gotta-have-it information (laughs) that they were keeping from us just for E3, and that they would leave us for E3, and we'd all be blown away. It didn't happen. However, I have noticed, both from talking to people on the interwebs and talking to people in the person... The popularity of the Xbox One has dropped like a stone. Oh, horribly so. Um, and we'll get into that here. Really, the difference between the two is that it's their uh, philosophy. entertainment console. The Man, PlayStation that, that... is a game console. It's more of the same. And... Exactly, that kind of game's on the side. Meanwhile, I'll just be gaming on my PC. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very, they're very, very different approaches. Now, here's why I want to side with Microsoft on this, and yet I don't think they'll succeed right off the bat. Microsoft always tries out the new thing. They're always cutting edge, and then 10 years down the line, we're all doing it that way, except Microsoft, who went back to the old way because they never made any money doing it that way. So essentially, we're seeing a preview of how kind of Sony or Nintendo their, or somebody with, else is going to do it. You kind of saw it on the Wii, yeah, where I, I probably so. not Nintendo. The I, I don't probably think not. Games yeah. digitally. Not they, they, I think they were the first one that did digital downloads in that respect. I mean, not counting Microsoft. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, arcade. But um, they, they, Xbox is kind of going the way of um, the. Uh, the whole digital download thing is going to save the future, so. Yeah. And their DRM is very different, but they also let loose another little bit of a quip uh, talking about their always-on requirement. That uh, And this was a senior <laughs> director who basically said, well, you know, for people who... Neat, don't have internet or don't have easy access to internet connection, we have a product for you too. It's called the Xbox 360. A lot of people got up in arms about that, and I can understand why. I'd be one of them. However, I think he actually let slip something there without realizing it, because a new Xbox 360 was also launched at E3. 
Same internals as the one currently, just a new design, new casing. I don't think they're planning to retire the 360 anytime soon. I think they're going to run the two consoles concurrently for at least a while. There's, there's no backwards compatibility. Well, that actually makes a lot of sense, they especially when they might, came out there will and said be there's some, no backwards compatibility uh, with, uh, of streaming games, with the Xbox much like, One. Uh, and so, uh, on live did. Uh, so there's possibility to stream Xbox 360 games um, through your Xbox One. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> now. Oh, are they going to give um, people who have already purchased the games the game if streaming you the for game free? Yeah, like I, I own so, Assassin's Creed yeah, Revelations. That, that's my point. So it makes sense Xbox to keep 360. the Xbox 360 alive. I can see alive. them transferring that mm-hmm. to the Xbox One um, as far as licensing goes. But the discs, the game discs, no, you're out of luck, I think. Yeah. Now, um, I, so this will be interesting. I bet you they'll keep running the the Xbox 360 concurrently for a while. Now, for how the numbers again, this is kind of an analyst versus reality thing. For how the numbers have improving, and analysts are going, "Oh, Microsoft completely screwed it up." At the same time, Amazon has sold out of their Xbox One pre-orders. No. There are no more available. Well, they you are know, sold out. You know that that only happened well, though, no, because the, Microsoft only made like six available for pre-order. The, the so, PS4, I mean, that's the only reason that they the would PS4 ever sold pre-sale out within a sell half out of the pre-sales the because Xbox it's such a horrible console. product. So Just like Windows 8. <laughs> well, they had eight. They had eight. So. I mean, <laughs> It took longer. Uh, the, now, I will give this in Sony's defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give this in Sony's defense. Um, the PlayStation 4 looks to be really, really good. It is cheaper than the Xbox One by a good $100. Yes. But it does less, too, doesn't it? Well, it doesn't come with the Kinect sensor. Uh, you can buy the Sony iToy, which looks like Johnny Five's head, uh, <laughs> for like an extra sixty dollars if you want to. But otherwise, it's pretty much the, it, it's what you already know. Yay. It's a game console like you've had for the last twenty years. Yeah, we, we got to move on here um, into Google Ways. Google Ways, not just Ways. We've been talking about this for a while now. Uh, and this week made it final. Google did acquire Waze, that Israeli-developed uh, awesome GPS application for your phone, for $1 billion. $1 billion. I actually heard Again, it was 1.1. 1. 1. We don't <laughs> actually know what this means. The, the best for, uh, thing that it means Waze is that it's Google. not going Are to be in Facebook hands. Are they going to integrate it into Google navigation? <laughs> Are they going to... Uh, <laughs> I, I, yes, I, I like so, how I mean Waze. We all uh, win. I think we've talked Even about it before. Windows Phone 8 the way that Waze uh, interacts with uh, with crowdsourcing, you know, the ability to receive real time updates of, of crash alerts and traffic alerts. Um, Google Maps would would benefit greatly from that. I mean, we already have Google Maps uh, that shows you like the traffic data. Um, but there's no indication that that's real time, and so it's kind of hard to trust. Uh, so if they implement Waze features into Google Maps, 
loads better. I mean, blow all the competition out of the water. That's what we can hope for. Really? You can't hear me? Yeah, I... He's gone quiet again, so we have no clue what he's saying. He, he's just, like, probably mumbling to himself. I don't know, but... But... <laughs> no, I, I think that this is a good thing. And, you know, Google came out and they said, we're going to leave development over in Israel for now. Um, but, you know, really, how long is it going to take them to, to move development over here? It's not like that can be done overnight. So, of course, they're going to leave it there for now. I'm curious to see, you know, if... They completely absorb all the development and integrate it fully into Google Maps down the road, or if if they keep it a separate app, it's, it's mm -hmm. very interesting for me to see. Do you think they'll rename it? It's very similar to their other failed Wave product. Remember? I don't. I think would they not will. recommend renaming it, and the biggest I, reason for that is because Waze is already known by Waze. It's and a brand. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, we, that, we, they've we've done been, it before. Yeah, we, we've been we've been we've been promoting it here on the show a little hard time just because of the fact that how much we love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I agree with you on that one. I think it'd be unwise for them, but that doesn't mean they won't do it. No, I, I totally agree, but I, I really don't see that happening. Waze is a I mean, it's obviously a brand that's worth one billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, I if the the name itself has some value to it. I, I would keep it as it is, and I anticipate that they probably will. Uh, Schmitty's going to step away now, not because he's going quiet, but because there is a fire behind his house. So we're going to move on into the NSA. I didn't think the fire was that close to his house. <laughs> there, this is the most random show I think we've ever done. Yeah, there's fires and there's fires in Schmidt's County right now. We've been watching the news. He's been he left his webcam up though, so if we suddenly see his office engulfed in flames, <laughs> we'll, we'll probably send him a text. Hey, dude, you should see this. Did they evacuate him? I, I have no idea. We'll see. Um, I care. I truly do. But we got to move on. Or, or maybe he just got up to go pee. Who knows? I don't know. So Prism. Uh, this news that came out about uh, the NSA program that has direct backdoor access to everything, and it's an absolute nightmare, right? Well, when we had last left it, and granted, we didn't have much information then, uh, all the companies had said, no, they don't have direct access. They do not have direct access to our servers. That's not true. Well, as it turns out, that's true. They don't have direct access, and yet they kind of do. So what happens is Google receives, and this is only Google that has come forward and said this. Basically, the um, oh geez, I said it. Huh? Take a drink. Anyway, so <laughs> they have said that the NSA will put in a request for information. Google provides that information and then leaves it on a server for the NSA who freaking FTPs into the server and downloads it. That sounds secure. If they can't FTP, then they print it all out and mail it. Wow. Wow. Um, really? I mean, we can't spring for a fax machine? <laughs> <laughs> fax machines I mean, aren't cool. Even North Korea has a fax machine. We can't even <laughs> keep up with North Korea. Do they really, though? 
We don't know. They have it. They don't have the power to run it. <laughs> Not enough peasants on bicycles. They don't well, have the infrastructure. This whole NSA thing has brought along a whole bunch of different articles and stuff. I couldn't find the link for the show, but there's a prisoner or, or a, a, a felon who's basically trying to sue to get the NSA records of his past calls so he can prove his innocence. <laughs> it's like, Take hey, somebody out there has them. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. Um, now, the guy who broke the story, uh, Edward Snowden, has become a bit of a celebrity over the last week. Uh, he was a contractor working for a company working with the NSA. He found all this information out, leaked it, uh, said that um, he's pretty sure that he won't see home again, and then fled to Hong Kong. I, I think and he was in Hong Kong, actually, when he started leaking stuff. Because um, there's told- no way dude's getting out of the country with... So, but but yeah, I guess he's he's disappeared. He checked out of his hotel, and he's now disappeared over there in Hong Kong somewhere. And he's told China in a, in a Chinese uh, interview that basically, oh yeah, the U.S. has been hacking you since two thousand nine. Well, oh, and, and here it leads to a new story. Just today, the go- the U.S. government wants to consider him um, rogue. They say that they believe he has gone to the other side, and they want to charge him with espionage. You could see this coming from a mile away, though. Yeah, you knew this, this was sounds like happen. their barely legal way of saying we want him back. <laughs> yeah, to to punish him. You knew that was going to happen. They, he was going to be declared an enemy of the state and and a yeah, traitor. And he knew and, it too. Yeah, he, he knew did. It too. I'm not. I'm he not did. apologizing for him because he knew it, and yeah, it's, it's happening. But he did it anyway, and good for him or boo on him, wherever your thoughts are. It is what it is. Now, interestingly, again, this is kind of a disconnect between the analysts and the media and real-world results. Uh, people polled. People have been polled about this whole wiretapping and phone call monitoring, and like most of America, doesn't care. Well, like what was it, fifty-six percent or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge majority, but it's still a majority. The results. People just didn't care. And even the people who did care were split. It wasn't like 56 versus 44. It was 56 versus eh, 30 and another 14. How much of that, though, do you think is because there's just a general feeling of what can you do? They, they're they going to do it. There's nothing we can do about it. I think it's, that probably says a lot. I think it's also because we kind of already assumed they were. Well, we already give away, or at least I should say the majority of people already give away most of their information on Facebook and all those other social media sites. I know where Zoner is all the time because he's the mayor of something on Foursquare. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how surprised are you really? They may have been listening to my call. Yeah, but you advertised when you pooped, okay? <laughs> how secret was that And that picture that you posted could have gone without being posted. Well, hey, if... if Schmitty... Yeah, yeah, it it's further away than we thought. <laughs> so, Schmitty, is your house okay? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. Here's a picture of my house burning while I poop. <laughs> but the NSA isn't allowed to have it. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I, I don't know how much I can say, but I was talking to a friend of mine who has information regarding this type of stuff he has a he has a fairly awesome job uh with the government and and 
his response when I, I asked him about this was, they've been doing it since 1970. So, oh, yeah. Probably even earlier than that, actually. <laughs> I, I, not to sound all tinfoil hat crazy here, but you know there is an agency who goes, okay, this new form of communication is about to hit the market. <laughs> Do we have a way to intercept that? No? Okay, then don't bring it to market yet. No, I don't think that's tinfoil hat crazy at all. I think that probably actually happens on a daily basis. Mm. Doesn't so, make it right, but it's going to well, happen. Where's and, my tinfoil hat at? In the truth of the matter, because I actually used to work for the GSA. Um, granted, it was in a very light role. It's nothing too high. But in truth, whenever a private contractor or a private company does develop something, who do you think is the first person people they option? The government. And it's not for any kind well, of good. you know global do- world domination thing. It's because the government pays the best. To go off onto another conspiracy a new theory gun. here. Try and sell to the government. Look, just theory. throw money at um, you. What does every electronic products have to go through? Underwriters Laboratories testing. It, that could be a government setup to say, no, we need to put something in here. Uh, yeah, maybe a little chip. And the FCC. You know? <laughs> it's a way for the government to screen it. <laughs> yeah, this, this is true. You know, you don't want a, a cell phone that's actually technically a dirty bomb. Uh, anyway, so it, this is not the end of what we've heard, and I can't, in good conscience, say that it's being blown out of scale because it is still a big issue. But at the same time, it's not like the world is ending tomorrow, or the government is changing hands, or <laughs> at least not Soviet that you tanks, know of, or or Democrat tanks. But you don't know that. That You haven't gone to bed yet and woke up tomorrow. You don't know these things. That's crazy talk, Zook. So long as my burn notice and my falling skies air (laughs) reliably, I don't care. I, I, I do like burn notice. I need my internet access, and I need my burn notice, falling skies, and white collar whenever you come. So what do you do when you go and flips the switch and shuts off your internet? Oh, I will find a way. (laughs) It is what I do. Smoke signals from Schmitty's house. (laughs) The number one sign of a tech, we find a way. (laughs) Okay, uh, into uh, we we got to skip through these pretty fast here, but uh, Google has decided to ban their own product at shareholder meetings. Uh, evidently, who knew, but this little idea of a device that you can wear that can record and broadcast things might actually infringe on pol- on privacy. <laughs> there, there is, so they don't want it at shareholder meetings. There is well, an update to this article. Uh, the editor note said that they didn't. You didn't think of this when ban you conceptualized the device itself, but they do ban anything that records. In the proceedings, so that that includes anything that records. So, right. Well, yeah. Like Google Glass. There's not much else to say on that one. Um, 3D TV, not 3D movies, not TVs that can do 3D, but actual broadcast 3D TV has just had a nail shoved in its coffin. The biggest proponent of it was ESPN. They had an entire channel dedicated to it, ESPN Mm -hmm. 3D. And you can imagine kind of the draw of what 3D sports would look like, except for the fact that it never worked right, no one wanted it, no one cared, and ESPN is pulling the plug. 
Yep, by the end of the year, it's going to be gone. Uh, nobody wanted to sit there with the glasses. And besides, with the new 4, 40, uh, 4K uh, high-def televisions coming out, ultra-high-def, 3D is going to be 3D television is going to be dead soon anyway. Mm-hmm. So 4K will take off faster than HD TV took off. It is. It's coming, and it's coming really, really fast. And I've, I've got I've the 8K said, just around the corner. Yeah, I've always said it, when, once you're looking at 8K, it's indistinguishable from real life. It doesn't matter that it's not 3D. It still looks it. So who really cares if it's 3D or not? But after this, this is a kind of a problem I see because. What about all the people who bought 3D TVs? We talked about uh, this last week, the idea of disposable tech mindset with non-disposable tech. People aren't buying TVs every year. <laughs> Congratulations, you've got a 3D TV, but no 3D programming. Yeah, some Blu-rays. It might be good for the occasional Blu-ray release. They, they could probably check it out with their, you know... <laughs> Burn! <laughs> HD DVD. Through their Xbox 360. <laughs> Just, just, just a thought. On their Sega Saturn. <laughs> their Dreamcast. Okay, um, uh, I'm going to skip the next one because it's obscure, and it's Amazon, so it's going to succeed. There's no real drama there. <laughs> Anything Amazon does just works. I'm not even a huge proponent of them. I'm not a fanboy. It's just whatever Kool-Aid they're drinking there, whatever spirits they've prayed to or sacrifices they've made to whatever altar, it's working. <laughs> If Amazon does something, it works. Ta-da! Mathematical constant. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Pandora, on the other hand, has been having issues. Despite being pretty old as far as music streaming services go, I mean, it's no launch.com, but nothing is anymore. Uh, they have one of the lowest subscriber bases. I mean, Spotify's bigger, and Spotify's relatively new. So it's kind of interesting that this week they decided to buy an FM radio station. There's probably a lot of them out there for sale. (laughs) Oh, I would imagine so. But do you know what this does? It gives them a legitimate radio station license, making it that much cheaper to play music. They don't have to pay this astronomical rate. Oh, it's interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? Now, to mirror this... um, cable companies have decided that, uh, especially Time Warner, they don't want their shows available online. And so they're actually trying to get Google and Intel and Apple to We're talking about the content of the shows. Time Warner doesn't actually make a lot of shows. We're talking about the content. Right, right. They, they, They don't want any of that stuff online. So wouldn't it be cool if maybe we could do this, like if Hulu bought a TV station... Well, I've been saying for the longest time that cable's old technology and that the future is going to be internet streaming. That's where we're going to get our a la carte. And the cable companies know this. They're scared spitless that that's what's going to happen. They, they, they've been admitting that the cord cutters and the cord nevers are, are, are cutting into their thing. And this is just another proof that they're using their bully tactics to try to prevent the content from going to Apple TV or Google TV or even the new, even the new uh, smart TVs that are coming out. They're trying to pr- produce their own streaming services. I mean, well, heck, even Target's it. making a streaming service. No one wants anyone cutting into your thing. But guess what? It's competition. It's 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 economics. <laughs> so. So yeah, there's that. 
no one laughs at my joke. I, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. out. I full face <laughs> the wind's out of my sails. I don't even know what to do anymore. Can we end the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, some news out of IBM. Now, IBM is not one of those companies we really report on a lot. And it's kind of because they're like the Willy Wonka of the tech world. <laughs> they're there. They make awesome things, but they, no one knows they, they what happens to have inside their, the factory. I got a golden ticket. <laughs> And they're yeah. kind of condescending, well, and, too. And they're kind of crazy. <laughs> I kid you not, they're kind of crazy. Back in 2000, rumor came out, and it turned out not to be rumor, that their think tank had developed what they called pixie dust. You spray it on a hard drive, and it increases the uh, data density of the platters by tenfold. Everyone thought that that was kind of like crap. It's like, oh, that's just a dumb rumor. No, it was real, and it came out, and it actually was on your hard drive for the early 2000s. That's awesome. Magic. Well, evidently, they are having some issues as well, just like everyone else. Um, they, Their latest quarterly report showed that they failed to meet their estimated, uh, their estimated worth by five cents a share. And yeah, in real person terms, what does that mean? Well, it was their first earnings shortfall in the last eight years, which is saying a lot of good things when you're considering this is during a recession, not currently during the recession. Rough, don't yell at me. Um, but a recession did happen in that eight years, and they never lost money. Again, they're, they're Wonka. Never well, lost money or never was- missed their estimates. Never miss their estimate. You're right. You're right. So they are restructuring. And the restructuring is going to cost them a billion dollars. And I can't see that as saving money, but I'm not going to second-guess them. They seem to know what they're doing. The problem is is that they're going to be cutting six to 8,000 jobs globally, and they have already cut 1,200 jobs, 1,300 jobs in the U.S. alone. Oh, wow. That is huge. Um... So, for everyone that formerly worked at IBM, I feel for you. Though I would imagine that's a pretty good thing on a resume. Why do you want to work here? Well, um, I worked at IBM. I can't tell you what I did, but... Okay, you got the job. (laughs) My company's Uh, hiring if, you know, any of those IBM people need to... (laughs) If If you want to run beta tests... No, we just need a shipping monkey. <laughs> well, I developed the AI for Watson. I guess I can handle UPS. Yeah. <laughs> World ship, that's easy. FedExes, though, that one's crazy. You may need Watson for that one. Yes. Uh, and uh, in other news, we will leave this for... We'll, we'll put, a, put a post I, up or a Facebook thing, but... Actually, have, we should mention it. It's It's Yahoo... Well, we're mentioning it, but we're not going to go into detail. Yeah, basically, Yahoo is going to go ahead and release any name that hasn't been logged on to in over a year, starting on July 15th. So by the time you, uh, in about a month's time, you've got a month in order to log into your Yahoo account if you want to keep your Yahoo username. I'm actually out of drink. I'm just pantomiming when he does it now. Yeah, I, I'm about empty, too. <laughs> So, yes, if you have an old Yahoo username and you haven't used it in a year, well, let's face it, if you haven't used it in a year, you're probably not using it. You've probably joined the rest of us with Google. Yeah, Yahoo's my spam account. 
into our talking point, and this one cuts a little bit close to home. Uh, you may have noticed we've been having some issues with the main site, with StolenDroids.com. And currently, if you go there, uh, Rick Astley is there shaking his groove thing for you because we have been Rickrolled. Uh, this, the picture itself I put up just because I felt it was kind of apropos. It's funny. Uh, our, our site was hacked, and some core files were modified. And this is despite the fact we'd enabled all sorts of different authentication options, and it led to a, a cascading technical failure across the board. I only just got it fixed this afternoon. This is Thursday the, the 13th. And I only just now got it fixed. But it has led to a, some interesting questions here, namely about personal security. This, and before we get started on this, I want to clarify, when I say personal security, I'm not talking about NSA level stuff. What I've said, uh, and I work in IT security, so I'll tell you this right now, if there is someone who has the resources and the know-how and really want to get in at you, they're going to get in at you. Yes. When I say personal security, I mean just the incidental stuff. It's like locking your front door or locking your car or little things like that. Only now we're in a much more technical world. I think I can say pretty surely, and I think we're all going to agree, that in the next 10 years, people are going to be online more, like more of their stuff will be online, and we're going to have larger issues with internet security across across all fields. Would you agree? Well, security has always been an issue. Just, I think one of the biggest things is making sure that people are aware of it, and it's the education of the general public as they see this being a bigger threat. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, however, I, I do, the reason I bring this up is because I think it's going to become a larger issue. It's going to be affecting more people. Right now, my in-laws don't have to worry about, my, 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 my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, they don't have to worry about having their information stolen online because they're not right. online. Okay, so they don't, there's the no company that has no information on them and their databases? Well, but you know what I'm saying. They, it's not a question of their consumer information or their credit report. Of course, that's out there. But they don't have social media. They don't have oh, email accounts okay. to hack. They don't have Twitter. They don't have WordPress. They don't have these things. They don't have these security holes to begin with. But in the next 10 years, that's going to change. People of the older age, we're going to be getting older. We're going to be going up into that age range. Eventually, some of us sooner than others. <laughs> hey, I may get old, but I refuse to grow up. Um, but and it, but even then, but, that that age line is also going to be going down as well. You know, so it's not going to be the same as it is now. And the question is, is what kind of security do you think we can expect in the future? <laughs> Armed. <laughs> Why, so you can shoot your computer? Why not? Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I lost my information. I kind of see the, the no, de-evolution of the, the typed password. Um, we're seeing more and more mobile phones and mobile devices with, um, uh, you know, gesture type uh, unlocking or use your face to unlock, which doesn't work that great right now. Um, and we even have on laptops, we've had for about a decade now, fingerprint to unlock. Um, and and we're going 
well, I was going to see like RFID unlocking and things like I, that. I was so ask, was, the typed password, I think, is is going to go away. Not not soon, but we're starting to see it go that way. Yeah, I was going to ask, are we going to see more biometrics? You know, biometrics is a really fascinating technology that seems to kind of died off in the computer realm, just as it's being picked up in other realms. Um, it, there's a gun, there's a gun company here in Utah, actually, that's working on a smart gun that actually uses a biometric pistol grip. And currently, they've only been able to integrate it into one model of gun, but the gun won't fire unless the grip can read your biometric information. That's impressive. Just the same, we're starting to see biometrics actually come off of technology. The big thing now is the two-step authentication. You know, you, uh, my Facebook, my all my email accounts do this. It's like the old RSA, RSA tokens of yesteryear. Um, where basically, you enter in your username, you enter in your password, and then you have a rotating code, six to eight digits, that changes based on this mathematical algorithm. It's been proven be very difficult to crack not impossible as previously thought but very difficult but that still requires me every time I log into these things I have to look at my phone and type in this new code which is kind of a pain yes and it still offers up another lynch uh, safety linchpin and that is my phone we have to have a different thing going forward I mean are they going to do biometrics where you actually have a security implant in your and arm not biometrics or anymore, but <laughs> I, I I see your point about biometrics yeah, yeah. Uh, getting kind of slowly going away from tech and I, I think the reason is because we implemented biometrics into into technology way too early when processors really couldn't handle all that data uh, the fingerprint um, has a lot more data than than we're capturing uh, iris scans uh, have tons of data in them. So I, th I think we'll start to see them come back as, as mobile processors can handle them better. So. That's a good point. The technology is going to keep up, is going to catch up with some of these bigger ideas. So, do you, you, Schmitty, if I'm catching your idea here, you're thinking it's going to still be some sort of biometric? Um, no, I, I, think, I think overall the typed password will disappear. Um, and by, partially biometric, maybe. Maybe by implant, maybe by NFC or RFID. But the typed password will, will probably go away completely. I, I think it's interesting because, you know, you've got, you mentioned the face unlock and whatnot with, with Android. But you've got a phone. It's got a front-facing camera on it. How long until it does retinal scans? You know, how long until it's starting... To to implement that sort of technology, I don't think we're very far off from that. You know, I, I just now remembered. Actually, I should have remembered this earlier. But the new Connect coming out with the Xbox One. Remember, Microsoft was talking about bringing that level of technology Facial to recognition. computers. Mm -hmm. The new Connect can capture all sorts of information about you. It can capture how the blood flows in your face. It can tell if you're dead or not. Which is a biometric. Yeah, it, which is a biometric that we can't even see and it can see it in the dark should it want I mean is that kind of what we're looking at just a uh, retinal scan it seems cool but it also seems e like it could be faked I'm talking about future technology here obviously that it could be faked and that it's still kind of that it's it's just that not quite easy enough to just sit there and make sure okay line it up right. make sure it's there <laughs> you know it's 
Well, you people don't like to do things that are too difficult. Well, you've got the issue as well of you know people cutting other people's eyeballs out. You know that's just not cool. Totally so. not cool. But if it was something <laughs> like that, like the Connect Four, okay. The Connect 4 system is built into different computers, and you basically just sit there in front of it, and it not only sees that someone is there, because Samsung, the new Galaxy S4, can see if you are there or not, but it doesn't just see that someone is there, but also sees, oh, that's Zahner. I can tell because of his face shape, yeah. his facial hair, his eye shape, his eyes themselves, the blood flow through mm-hmm. his, you know, and he doesn't have to line up or make sure he's in the perfect light or... Well, there was one company I was working for that basically you had to stick your hand into a scanner in order to go ahead and have it actually scan how long your 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 fingers were, and if you like put fake nails on it, it wouldn't it wouldn't register the proper things there as well. So there, there's there's simpler yeah. items as well. I was yeah. testing the. I've actually worked for a company that did that as well. I was testing the face facial recognition on this. Uh, Samsung Galaxy S4 because it's my new phone now um, and it was fun to, to try to fool it and it wasn't that hard to fool it. All I had to do was put one finger in front of my nose and then all of a sudden it couldn't couldn't detect that it was me um, and low light situations it's not really that good at so we have a long way to go and, and just in the previous generation you know, I remember when what that feature first rolled out with the uh, ice cream yeah. sandwich, right? Just the be- the ice cream sandwich betas, and people were fooling it by simply putting a picture of the person in front of the camera, <laughs> and that was enough to unlock yeah. the phone. MythBusters did a, an episode on how can you fool current uh, biometrics. They took a literal, they tried to fake uh, a biometric scan of a fingerprint. They got like the really fancy fake silicone fingers, like you see on Mission Impossible, all this different stuff, and it failed. Then they just took a photocopy of someone's hand, ran that through, and it worked. <laughs> I think copy. <laughs> so the technology, I think Schmidty's right. I think the technology's catching up for all these uh, highfalutin ideas people have had for a while. Um, but I, I, I think people will hold to the, written, the typed password, for better or for worse. Which, let's face it, it'll be worse. <laughs> The passwords will get longer. I hope it's not like the fax machine where it just never dies. <laughs> because because obviously there are better ways to, to um, for security. Because right now, for a password, in order for it to be really secure, it has to be 12 characters, uh, alphanumeric, uh, some special characters, nothing repeating, and no no plain text words in it. Um and it's it's really hard to keep track of all those. There's there's no really good way to keep track of all those. And so I I, I think typing type t- typed passwords have to die personally. But in defense of typed passwords, you cannot have reliability. I mean, a, a door that you can only unlock half the time is a failure of a door. <laughs> That's true. You have to have the ability to open it up every time you want to open it up. And for that reason, anything analog, even though it's the same person, even though they're doing the same action, there may be something just slightly different that we can't consciously control. That Oh, sorry, you can't unlock this time. That's true. Uh, Back in the day, and we're running tight on time here, but I just want to kind of leave this thought for you before we get everyone's final ideas. Uh, back in the day, you used to be able to program your phone to do voice control, which we all take for granted now with Siri and, and Google and, and everything else. 
but it was a big thing then that you had to train the phone to your voice. And if you even tried to use the phone when you had first woken up in the morning and your voice was still rough, it had no clue who you were. Yeah. Analog is easy to screw up. It's not reliable. That's why passwords are used, because even though you're typing something out, it's digital. It's the same way every time you type it. What if so, I break my fingers? Honor, what are your final thoughts on it? I think that, you know, passwords are going to be around for a while. I, I think it's going to be like the fax machine. It's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. But I do think we're going to start to see more multi-factor authentication where you've got to do your password and then your RSA token or your biometric or something along those lines. I, I really think that we're going to start seeing a push towards um, the, the multi-factor authentication. Okay. Stark? Longer passwords and biometrics. Okay. Ready? Uh, I, I'm sticking to my guns. I think no passwords and... Uh, Either, either biometrics or or RFID, NFC, things like that. Okay, uh, I think Schmidty's probably on the right path on what would work best. But unfortunately, I think Stark and Zoner are probably a little bit more accurate on what the market will do because the market is stupid and <laughs> it's filled <laughs> with really slow-acting people and companies. And they'll probably be thinking, oh yeah, this new two-factor authentication is great. It's it's what you need, not knowing that even today. You know, June 2013. It's already 25 years old. Yep. Right. But so old people don't know that. Young young people <laughs> right. don't know that their technology is older than they are. <laughs> um, we want to hear what you think. What, what do you think the secu- personal security of the future is going to be like? Uh, let us know. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Into our favorites and in a hurry. E3 did bring around an interesting launch trailer from Nintendo about the new Super Smash Brothers. They're introducing a new character. It's the Wii Fit avatar. (laughs) That featureless white mannequin woman who tells you how to do yoga positions and when you're on the balance board correctly uh, will be a new combatant in Super Smash Brothers. I think they're trolling us, but it is hilarious to watch anyway, and it's nice to know that Nintendo has a good sense of humor. Okay, my favorite, uh, Candy Crush the Movie as an official trailer. Yes, Candy Crush the movie. I, I I don't think it's a real movie, but still it's a funny trailer. You should check it out. Shows that Didn't you also do Mine uh, Minesweeper the movie? Um many years ago. I, there was a trailer for that. I, yeah. I, I may have, I don't recall, but yeah, this this one's <laughs> awesome. It, it shows the horrible the horribleness of addiction to video games and, you know. Yes, he's playing Candy Crush right now. Very very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> okay, um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is uh, "What if Superman punched you?" by by Vsauce. We've we've shared stuff from Vsauce before. This is Vsauce three, um, and it it is really entertaining and educational. Goes into all the the math and physics behind it. So check it out. Okay, warning on mine. It does have an f bomb in it, but it's a video of uh, of some hip hop artist that I don't normally listen to. Um, it's warning it's called, about Starks. It has Nicki Minaj in it. <laughs> yeah, it, Nicki Minaj. Basically, it, it's a, it's a song called Starships, and somebody with a lot of time on their hand and a lot of imagination went and and spliced a whole bunch of Starship videos in together that it actually fit very well into the video. And as a major Starship fan, I love it. Thumbs up. That's good. All right. Well, that is our show this week. We're only moderately drinking now. 
Uh, Schmitty has an alligator. Listeners will who gave him that will know what that means. Again, uh, we want to hear what your thoughts are. Feedback at soulandroids.com. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Later, alligator. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> <laughs> Rawr. Rawr.